0: Who knows the name of God? Which of you knows the name of God? (laughs) Pope Francis says the name of God is mercy. The new name of God, so to speak, is mercy. God's name is mercy. Pope Francis tells us in his book. God's name is mercy. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, in Psalm 130, Psalm 130 says, from the depths of my despair, I call to you, Lord, hear my cry, O Lord, listen to my call for help. If you, O Lord, kept a record of our sins, who could escape being condemned? but you forgive us so that we should stand in awe of you. If God is going to keep a record of our sins, no human being will escape. If God is to keep our sins, the record of our sins, who will escape being condemned? But thanks be to God, in Him, He always forgives us our sins, so that we will stand in awe of Him. That is Psalm 131 4 Dear friends, in today's responsorial Psalm, David continues in Psalm 118. He says, Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His mercy endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. God is good all the time, and all the time God is good. The psalmist said, for he is good, not he will be good, not he was good, but he is good. In the present, God is good, and God is always good. He never changes. In Jesus Christ, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We are told in Hebrews 13, verse 8. And the responsorial psalm says, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Dear friends, indeed, if God were to keep a record of our sins, we will be condemned. No one will escape. But thanks be to God, in Romans we are told, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God's name indeed is mercy. Mercy is one of the key characteristics or the key natures of God. We see this mercy at play both in the gospel of God and in the confession and in the testimony of St. Paul in the first reading. In the first reading, St. Paul tells us, 1 Corinthians 15, 1 to 11. He says, I am reminding you, brothers and sisters, of the gospel I preached to you. I am reminding you, brothers and sisters, of the gospel I preached to you, which you indeed received and in which you also stand. Friends, it is very important that we are reminded always of the gospel of Christ the good news of christ what is the key theme of the good news of christ the key theme is that god is good and that god is love and that god is merciful not only is he merciful but god is mercy itself god is compassion itself the lord is not only compassionate and merciful in fact he is both compassion and also, mercy. God is compassion and He is also mercy. Friends, and as children of God, this is what we are called to do. This is what we are called to exhibit. Like father, like children, we are supposed to also carry somehow and in some way the mercy and the compassion of God in our dealings, especially with one another. That is what it means to be a Christian. Friends, St. Paul says, I am reminding you, brothers and sisters, because of the gospel I preached to you, which you indeed received and in which you also stand. Friends, we are called to receive the gospel of Christ. If you remember some weeks back, James chapter 2 told us that we must receive the word of God and put it into practice. Why? Because this word of God is able to save us and is able to give us the blessings God has for us. Friends, we must receive it with all our heart. We must receive the word of God, the gospel of Christ, with understanding and with faith. We see these at play in both readings of today. Friends, St. Paul says, in which you indeed receive and in which you also stand. And we are, pro- we are, we are called to stand on the word of God, to stand on the gospel of Christ. St. Paul says the gospel of Christ is the power of God, the power of Christ. So we are called on to stand on this power, on the word of God, stand on the promises of God. We must know the word of God and claim it and stand on the promises of God. That is what St. Paul is inviting us to do. Now he says, through this word, through it, through the word of God, through the gospel, which is the power of God, you are also being saved. Being saved, remember, being saved is continuous. You know, the, the work of Christ on Calvary, our salvation is complete. In Christ Jesus, we have been saved past tense. Still in Christ Jesus, we are being saved. And through Christ Jesus, we will be saved. So, three stages, so to speak. But our our salvation is complete. But the fact that it's complete doesn't mean we must not work. That is what's important. We must work out our salvation with fear and trembling. And in fact, our faith is useless without good works. We are called to believe in Jesus, and our belief must be translated into works, good works, for which we were called to do, even before the foundations of the world. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. Friends, this is what we must grasp, and put into practice. And Paul says, if you hold fast to the word I preach to you, unless you believed in vain, friends, we must hold fast to the word of God. And this is crucial. But the point is, if we don't understand and if we don't know this word, how can we hold fast to it? You cannot hold fast to something you are ignorant about. So we are called to know the gospel of Christ, the word of Christ, to receive it and to stand in it, and not only to stand in it, but to hold fast to it, friends, so that we will not believe in vain. We can believe in vain if we don't hold fast, if we don't stand firm, if we don't receive this word of God with all our hearts. St. Paul says, for I handed unto you as of first importance what I also received. So for St. Paul, first of all, he received the word of God. And that is what we are called to do first of all. And it says, it didn't end there after I received, I also handed on to you as of first importance what you also received. You know, it was so important to him. The gospel of Christ is so important to St. Paul. So the moment he received it, he also handed it on to the Corinthians as of first importance. The most important thing he had to do, that is to evangelize, to spread the word of God. Friends. I pray that God will open our eyes to see the need and the urgency for evangelization, that we in all ways, in all ways, little or big, in our own little ways, every day will find ways, creative ways, to spread and to evangelize and to preach about the gospel, to preach Christ. We see this also in the gospel and we will come to that. Friends, for I handed unto you as of first importance what I also received. Friends, there is joy in spreading the word of God. There is joy in evangelization. Lord, look, friends, we must take note. Whatever God invites us to do is in our interest. It's always in our interest, in our best interest. God knows the secret to, the one of the secrets to joy and peace and happiness in life is to share the word of God, is to evangelize. Friends, if we are not experiencing peace and joy, let us begin to evangelize. Ask for wisdom and ask for courage and boldness and creativity to evangelize. Friends, we will experience peace and joy, and common peace and joy. Friends, there is this secret in evangelization. Friends, take note, St. Paul says, for I handed unto you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins it's a past tense, I've made a point already, Christ died for our sins, Christ saved us in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried and that we also, when we were baptized, and Paul tells us our baptism united us with the death of Christ, so we are buried in Christ when we are baptized, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures, and Jesus rose from the dead, and he also raised us up, and now we are seated with Christ in the heavenlies. Friends, when Jesus was raised from the dead and when he ascended into heaven, he took us along in the spiritual realm. Ephesians 2, verse 6. Friends, we are seated in heavenly places, far above the heavenlies, uh, far, far above the earth. So no demon can touch us. No demon can touch us unless we decide to walk away from that heaven, heavenly realm and come down. We are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. We must take note of that. Friends, if you, if you continue, he says that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures and that he appeared to save us, then to the twelve. After that, he appeared to more than five hundred brothers at once, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. After that, he appeared to James, then to all the apostles. Then last of all, as to one born abnormally, he appeared to me. Last of all, St. Paul says he was last, and yet he was born abnormally also, but yet God or Jesus appeared to him. That is mercy. Continue. For I am the least of the apostles, not fit to be called an apostle. Why? Because I persecuted the church of God, but by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace to me has not been ineffective. Dear friends, St. Paul understands what it means when God says he is mercy. St. Paul understands the mercy of God. Look at what he says. He is the least of all the apostles and not fit to be called an apostle because of his past. But the good news is that God who is mercy made St. Paul into who he is today. He says, for by the mercy and the grace of God, I am what I am today. Because of God's mercy. You know, St. Paul, like any one of us, or we like St. Paul, whichever way you want to put it, like St. Paul, each one of us, we deserve to die because of our sins. Because of our sins. Because the scriptures are very clear. The soul that sins shall die. Friends, but out of God's mercy, you know, God's mercy has spared us and relieved us and forgiven us. Mercy simply means, you know, when they say have mercy on me, it simply means I deserve to be condemned, I deserve to be killed, or I deserve to be punished, I deserve something, um, something bad, so to speak, and yet you have mercy on me, and yet you forgive me, thank you, you know? You, it's like we deserve to be condemned. It's clear, we deserve, we cannot redeem ourselves. And yet God chooses not to met out or meet out that to us, but rather have compassion on us. It's like a child does something wrong. And instead of you beating, you go and hold the child and hug the child and kiss the child. No, the child out of fear is scared of what you are going to do because the child himself or itself knows it has done something wrong. But out of your mercy, you still go, that is mercy. You demonstrate mercy by not beating the child, but by, 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 by hugging the child and kissing the child. But at the same time, you teach the child not to repeat what it has done, so to speak. That is mercy. And this is what we find in the sacrament of reconciliation. And this is what we are called to exhibit and to practice. Friends, this is what we see in the gospel of today. In the gospel of today, a confirmation of what the um, gospel acclamation said. In Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28, the gospel acclamation says, Come to me, all you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest, says the Lord. That is Jesus himself saying that we should come to him, all of us who are uh, laboring and are overburdened and are sad and are tired, and he will give us rest jesus is inviting you he's inviting me are you tired are you restless are you worried i don't do you have peace if you don't have do you lack peace do you lack joy jesus says come to me friends and that is the truth says the lord he cannot lie if we will go we will experience his peace if we will make time and sit at the feet of jesus If we will make time and go to Jesus in prayer, friends, like the woman we saw in the gospel, friends, God will indeed honor his promise. We will experience rest, true rest. Listen to the gospel. We are told a certain Pharisee invited Jesus to dine with him and he entered the Pharisee's house and sat at the table. Now, Jesus was sitting at the table. That is more or less like, if you look at the whole, the whole gospel, it's more or less like Jesus was sitting at the confessional, at the confessional. Now, there was a sinful woman in the city who learned that he was at table in the house of the Pharisee. Thanks be to God, to whoever made this woman to hear about Jesus being in the Pharisee's house. And so we are told the woman heard or learned that he was, that Jesus was at the house of the Pharisee. And when she heard, she didn't, she didn't just ignore it. Friends, when we hear something about Jesus, we cannot ignore, we should not ignore it. This woman acted on that. We heard the other day, this commander in chief the centurion also heard about Jesus and took an initiative, made a positive move. Friends, when we hear about Jesus, when we hear the word of God preach, let us not ignore, let us do, let us act on it. Now, there was a sinful woman. It's interesting. A sinful woman in the city. Not a village, not in the house, but in the city. That tells us how sinful this woman really was. Because if she is, if she is called a sinful woman in the city, it means this woman was really a sinful woman for the whole city to know of her a whole city to know about this woman that she was a sinful woman friends she was really a sinful woman but the good news is that she was loved and is loved by god are you sinful so to speak am i sinful The good news is that God is waiting for us, friends. God has been waiting for you and I to come to him at the confessional, to come to him at the table as this woman, this, as this woman or like this woman. We are called friends. God is eager and more eager. In fact, God is eager and willing and more willing to forgive us our sins than we are willing and eager to confess. God is more than ready. In fact, in Christ Jesus, we have been forgiven. Jesus said on the cross, it is finished. Indeed, he has died for all our sins. The sins we have committed, and even the sins we will commit. Jesus died for them already. But we have to come to him and acknowledge and appropriate that forgiveness, that is where we will experience the peace and the profit and the benefit of the forgiveness Jesus did for us. Many of us are living in fear, in doubt, in confusion, in depression, in sorrow, in grief, all because we have not come to Jesus. Friends, this woman was burdened by her son, but she came to Jesus. Jesus is inviting you to come to him. Friends, let us run for confession. Let us run to confession. Let us run to Jesus. He is the one who can forgive us. And the good news is that he is more than willing to forgive us. God is more than willing. God is always willing and ready to forgive us when we come. Like the prodigal son, the father was waiting for him. Luke 15. The father was waiting for him day in and out while he he was languishing over there. Friends, wherever you are, wherever we are, languishing in sin, crying, um, grieving, sad, depressed, Jesus is waiting for us. Let us just stand aside and kneel down and confess and acknowledge. Friends, Jesus is waiting for us at the confessional. Just take time now. Jesus was at the table. The woman didn't hesitate. She went there. She went to Jesus. Take note of that. No matter how sinful we are, there is no sin God cannot forgive. There is no sin God cannot forgive. In fact, Jesus died for us whilst we're still sinners. Saint Paul said, Saint Paul said that he is the worst of all sinners. Another time we'll take it up. What does that mean? Saint Paul said he sinned so much, so more much than every human being. He is the worst of all sinners and yet Christ forgave him and he became who he is or who he was by the mercy of God what have you done that you think that God cannot forgive you what what is your sin how big is your sin Friends, God has forgiven you. Go to him and receive your forgiveness. Go to him and receive the peace and the joy in your forgiveness. God said it is finished. God has died for you. God has forgiven you. We do ourselves a lot of harm when we refuse to confess, when we refuse to go and claim our mercy. Friends, Hebrews 4 verse 16 says we should approach the throne of grace with confidence and boldness. We should go there and we'll receive mercy and peace. That is the promise of God. Mercy and grace always us If only we will go. Look at this sinful woman. She heard and she didn't ignore. She went. If she had not gone, think about that. If she had not gone, she would have remained there. Anyway, let's continue. It says, she brought an alabaster flask of ointment. She stood behind him at his feet this woman realized that she wasn't ready so to speak to stand before jesus even though jesus loves her as she is she she out of humility stood behind jesus and knelt at his feet weeping and began to wash the feet of jesus with her tears think about that you can think of how you can imagine how heavy and how sad this woman was through contrition through sorrow When we come to God to confess, we must be truly sorry. This, the tears of this woman were true sorrow. And her acts of washing the feet of Jesus. This man, the Pharisee, was supposed to wash the feet of Jesus with water. He never did. But this woman washed the feet of Jesus with her tears. Her sign of true sorrow. And she kissed them and anointed them with the alabaster ointment. Think about that. This is a woman who recognizes the mercy and the forgiveness of God and comes to God to be forgiven. Now, when the Pharisee saw what this woman did, he said to himself, if this man were a prophet, he would know who and what sort of woman who this is. Think about this. The Pharisee judged the woman in his heart. That is what some of us and many of us do. We judge people from our hearts. Friends, if God is going to mark our guilt, who will survive? Who is not a sinner? Who has never sinned? Let us be careful. Let us avoid this holier-than-thou attitude. Jesus condemns that, and it is unchristian. Let us not judge anybody. Friends, God loves each one of us. And let us always remember, Jesus came for for the sick. Jesus says, I did not come for the righteous. I came for the sick. I came for sinners. I did not come to call those who are righteous. If we are righteous, we don't need Jesus. If we are righteous, we don't need Jesus. And in fact, if we were righteous, Jesus would not have come. Jesus came because we needed him. And he came to save the sinner and the lost, you and I. Who has not sinned before and who does not sin? Jesus loves us and he wants all of us to repent. Let us stop judging one another. Let us stop condemning one another. Friends, Maria Teresa says, when we judge people, we have no time again to love them. But let us remember our fundamental call as Christians is to love. Our vocation is to love, love everyone, show them the mercy of Christ. That is what is supposed to be seen because it is only by our love that people will know that we are Christians and come to believe. Look, this woman knew Jesus's heart. This woman came to the feet of Jesus and washed them with her eye, with her tears and her hair. Friends, this woman understood who Jesus is. Many Christians do not know who Jesus is. Many of us still don't understand the mercy of God. God is willing to forgive us. This woman understood. So she came and washed the feet of Jesus and so co- somehow confessed her sins. Friends, God is more willing and ready to forgive us than we are ready to go to him for his mercy. God's mercy is in abundance. In fact, Jesus has forgiven us already. I made a point already. Jesus came not to condemn, but to save. I did not come to condemn the world, but to save it. Friends, this woman acknowledged her sins before the Lord. Jesus did not condemn her. Jesus will not condemn you. Jesus will not condemn me. In fact, he wants us to come. He says, come to me. That is the invitation God has given to you and I. He wants us to come and experience his nature, to experience his mercy, which is in abundance. We are told, Jesus told the woman, the others at the table also jited, if you take your time and read through the gospel, it's very clear. This woman also said, this man, the, all the men at the table also acknowledged that this woman was a sinner. But we are told, Jesus told her, your sins are forgiven. The others at the table said to themselves, who is this who even forgives sins? But he said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. The woman's faith in Christ's mercy saved her. And Jesus said she should go in peace. This woman had no peace. But after coming to Jesus, she went away with peace. Friends, if we lack peace, if we lack joy, all because of our sins, let us run to Jesus. Let us learn from this woman who was described as the sinful woman in the city. Friends, no matter how people describe us, it doesn't matter. What matters is how God sees us. And God sees you as his child. God sees you as his beloved. He said, I've always loved you. I've always loved you with an everlasting love. I have loved you with an everlasting love. God is telling somebody this, uh, this morning, I love you with an everlasting love. I will not condemn you. I did not come to condemn you. I have come to save you. God is telling somebody, I want you to come to me and experience your, my mercy and my forgiveness let us run to Jesus no matter who we are no matter what we have done let us run to the feet of Jesus let us run to the confessional let us run to God on our knees like this woman and out of our humility God will have mercy God has mercy already in the name of Jesus friends we are called to imitate this woman and when we do that It doesn't matter where we are, friends. Confession, our sins, confessing our sins to God is the beginning of our breakthrough. St. Paul said he was the last of all, but by the mercy of God, in fact, he has accomplished more than all the disciples and more more than the apostles. Think about it. All because he understood what the mercy of God is. He understood what the new name of God actually means. Mercy mercy. May God open our eyes to experience and to understand his mercy. May God underst- May God open our understanding to appreciate and to believe in his mercy. Believe in the mercy of God. God doesn't condemn us. God doesn't condemn us. Romans 8.1. God doesn't condemn us. God affirms his love for us. God wants us to run away from our sins and come to him to experience his peace and and his joy, God's name is mercy, God's name is mercy, God's name is mercy, we are called to be merciful to one another, God bless you, remain blessed, may we experience the mercy of God in the name of Jesus Christ.